Corner, sponsored by Mark Kleiderline and Corey Kelly from Principal Financial Group. Sometimes I just shake my head. Other times I burst out laughing at the very idea of defunding the police. Yes, some cops are as bad as the people they arrest, but most, in my opinion, are hardworking and fair, deserving of our respect and admiration. If you're a CPA, a utility worker, a car salesman, a teacher, or an insurance broker, there's a very good chance you'll come home from work in one piece. Work in law enforcement, Well, there are no guarantees. Yes, there have been some highly publicized cases of cops using excessive force, sometimes with deadly results. But read most of the cases, and you'll find the story began with illegal behavior, usually by a repeat offender who ignored a police warning, thought they were smarter than the cops, or didn't quite understand that when cops draw their weapons, they are prepared to use them. And they're not taught to wound, they're taught to immobilize the offender, or in layman's terms, The odds are good they'll stop what they're doing on account of their dead. You want to talk about reform, more accountability, specialized training? I'm all ears. But defunding, cutting back, punishing law enforcement? No way. We need more cops, and not just the ones patrolling our neighborhoods and highways. We need online cops patrolling the information superhighway. People who can stay ahead of the hackers, who hit the little fish and the whales with impunity. Not a day goes by that I don't see some scam directed at me. There's a FedEx delivery for you, a gift card from my bank, a special settlement offer from the IRS, or because of my impressive resume, a job waiting for me in a warehouse at a bustling third world seaport. The come-ons look real, but they're as real as a Rolex watch priced at 15 bucks on the street. It's like a minefield online. If I click on this, it will steal my identity or turn my iPhone into a can of Mountain Dew. Passwords? I have hundreds of them because everybody asked for one. Eight letters or more with some numbers and some special signs. Then there's the always annoying picture game to verify it's really you. How many crosswalks? How many lights? How many crosswalks with lights and midgets cartwheeling across the street? The other day, my new iPad reminded me that I have old passwords and that one particular password was about as hard to crack as password123. Funny, that particular password had the name of an ex-girlfriend, the nickname of a 1969 Met, the number of my high school football jersey, and a symbol. Go ahead, Siri. Try to guess it. After a few tries, you want to go cartwheeling against the light with the midget. When your password is compromised, it's either the result of a data breach that sent thousands of names and passwords to the dark web, which is to cybercons what Ohio State is to 300-pound guys who can run a four-second 40, or it's bad human behavior. The online offer looked real. The caller could have been from a well-known charity. Or in desperation, you let a caller flatter you through an application for a great job, not thinking twice about giving out your social security or driver's license number. America's prisons are suddenly like the Harvard Business School for crooks. Armed with the knowledge that the feds wanted to get pandemic relief out to as many people as possible, as fast as possible, they knew that the feds would leave the front, back, and side doors open when executing the CARES Act, cash already en route to scammers. Cons who could find a partner outside to steal mail, had a smooth scamming phone voice, or just overwhelmed the bureaucrats, got fake IDs, applied for the benefits, and just waited for those cash-loaded debit cards to arrive. In California, the scam run on the Employment Development Department could hit $30 billion. The U.S. Labor Department says the national toll could surpass $500 billion. That's the kind of money that can fund a war, house America's poor or homeless, 
or cover the cost of Phil Mickelson's week at Caesars Palace. Then there's the Russian or Chinese hackers who've been scaring oil and meat companies into multi-million dollar ransoms. You know, the airlines, the banks, and the cabinet departments are next. Pay it in Bitcoin, or pay it in gold, or pay it in unmarked $100 bills. Stuff the loot into a door of the Explorer backpack, go to a certain crosswalk, and don't try and trick us. We know your password. Now this. You want to be ready for what comes next in your life. Whether you're close to retirement or just starting out, we can help with a financial strategy that's tailored to fit your needs right now and going forward. We can help you prepare for what's next. Getting married, buying a home, starting a family, saving for college, dealing with divorce, living in retirement. Set realistic financial goals, maximizing retirement contributions, eliminating debt, investing for the future, reviewing investments. Protect what matters most, income, loved ones, assets. Create your legacy, estate planning strategies, charitable giving. Call Mark Clatterline and Corey Kelly at 209-857-3971. 209-857-3971. Insurance products issued by Principal National Life Insurance Company, except in New York. Principal Life Insurance Company securities and advisory products offered through Principal Securities Incorporated, 800-247-1737, member SIPC. Principal National, Principal Life, and Principal Securities, Inc. are members of the Principal Financial Group, Des Moines, Iowa, 50392. Mark Clatterline and Corey Kelly, Principal National and Principal Life Financial Representatives, Principal Securities Registered Representatives, Financial Advisors. Crane's Corner is not affiliated with any company of Principal Financial Group. Thanks for listening to Crane's Corner News and Comment. If you like our short messages, you'll love our full-length podcast, so be sure to subscribe, like, and give us a positive review. And thanks again for listening to Crane's Corner. I'm Ed Crane.